I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, complete with a bow tie. Uh, of course, <laughs> audio listeners can't see that, but hopefully they can hear the rustling and the irritation it's causing my neck. And I'm joined by my AEW podcast co host, Tempest. Boom. Yes, and I get to be the one to rub in your face that you have to be Pete's manservant today. LIW for life. That's my boy. Yeah. Yeah. So just before this started, we were both like, oh no, the gimmicks. And I had to put on a bow tie. You had to put on a mask and crown. I've got What's you beat two to one. I, what, what I don't get is, you know, because I saw you without your mask on before we started recording this because you had to put on that mask. I didn't, I, I didn't know you just wear another mask underneath it because I still haven't seen your face. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm like Kakashi. From Naruto, you take off the mask and it's another mask. Or like Rey Mysterio from his excellent match against Chris Jericho at the Bash 2009. <laughs> Fact check. I love. Has that he match done a that lot. a few times? Probably, probably. That's the one that stands out the most yeah. to me because I've I've watched that match a lot, a lot. That match is excellent. So you said you before we hit the record, you are in a good mood today. Yes, like you just got it in there. Oh, I'm in a good mood. Yeah, I, I am in a very genuine good mood today. I've had a very lovely morning. Um, it's not like a particularly long story, but uh, I typically throughout the pandemic have gone on a lot of just walks, you know, just clear your mind. There's nothing much to do during the pandemic. So a walk here and there was uh, was nice, but I've kind of grown tired of my neighborhood. Mm. I've kind of walked out of the various streets that surround my my home. So today I decided to switch it up a little bit and I was up early and I took an Uber down to the lakefront in Toronto and just walked along the path of Lake Ontario. And it 
was bloody lovely. That was magical. What really made my day, though, is I realized that my phone had not charged, and I realized this while I was on the path, and granted, I gave myself a lot of time for this walk, so I was not in a great time crunch. You know, I, I beat you here, Ollie, so I wasn't, hey, hey. I wasn't, I wasn't going to be late, but I realized that my phone was potentially going to lose power before I could get an Uber back. So I was walking along this path and at this point, it's probably about 8.30 or so my time and we start recording around 9.45 and I walked up to a very fine gentleman and asked if he had a phone charger in his van and oh my word. he very it was like a work van they were like uh the yeah. comp because i told him i would shout out the company because he was so kind and helpful he <laughs> let me charge my phone for like i only needed it for like five minutes to get up to like 10 percent or whatever to be able to get back home in time for this podcast so shout out to austin working at bertro lawn sprinkler company he is a fine man, and if you, it's at, at the end of their season now, so I don't know that we're going to generate a lot of revenue for the, for these fine folk. But uh, come next spring, if you need a lawn sprinkler, they are the people to go to in Toronto. Fine people. And and hey, so I'll did you get their invoice details because I because that was a sponsorship tempest. I'm now going to have to invoice them for at least five hundred grand, which is the going rate for a little little podcast insert like that, I believe. Yeah, that sounds about right. Perhaps five hundred grand show. Canadian, which, which oh, so to be honest, nothing. is thirty quid. Yeah, it's thirty yeah. quid over here. Absolutely nothing. Uh, but yeah, just an absolute act of random kindness from a stranger that did not need to help me, but just made my day. And it seems oh, insignificant. Like he let he let me charge my phone for five minutes, but absolutely made my day. So. Did, what were you like? I'm just going to continue on my lovely walk. I've I got an Uber here, or or did you just ho hover by the car? I was kind of like walking along the path, and the path would like stop, go. You'd walk through like just a res residential street, and mm. then cut back over to the uh, to the park, uh, the path, and all that. So I was kind of like. I would walk up to people who were just like walking their dogs. I was, I was like, do you have a portable phone charger by any ah, chance? You're that guy. Everyone was super nice. They were all like, no, I don't. Sorry. I was like, it's, it's fine. Thank, thank you though. Mm -hmm. Have a nice day. Um, and finally, like I just saw these guys like out front of somebody's home, clearly doing their lawn sprinkler job. And I was like, Hey man, uh, you don't know me. You don't have any reason to know me. <laughs> would you please do me? this solid favor and he was like yeah right i i only talked to like maybe five people before i got to him so it wasn't like a ton i i found my phone charger savior fairly early on mm. my my expedition here but it was at the end of my walk so that was good see my fear of having to create conversation with someone just like because <laughs> i would feel bad about leaving them i would just uh I'd just start walking home. Can't get the Uber. Phone's going to die. It's collateral damage. I'd rather than say, hey, so how is the uh, the old sprinkler biz going? Good, <laughs> good spread? Good spread on the sprinklers? 
What's the latest model? Yeah, thankfully, like, the dude was cool and everything, mm. and I just kind of, like, talked to him about my walk, honestly. You know? I was Not like, wrestling? Just had, like, no. You're like, hey, did you watch the game last night? And he'll probably be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, the hockey or the American football stuff or whatever it is you do over there. And you'll Baseball. go, nah-uh, nah-uh. Nah-uh. The wrestling, the professional wrestling. And he'll be like, oh, God. Oh, That's no, exactly I've got a complete weirdo charge up their phone in my van. Yeah. I'm, anyway, I can't imagine showing him what I do because I was like, <laughs> oh, I'll give you like a shout out or something at my work, you know, just like as a thank you and all that. But I didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, here's me wearing a mask and a dumb plastic crown. <laughs> Were you wearing the mask at the time? Uh, it uh, never comes off. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of AEW. Let's get into the show. We've got a new TNT champion in the Spanish God, Sammy Guevara. So much God chat this week. God got involved in the finish to Extreme Rules and chose Roman Reigns. God's favorite champion no more, Miro. I think him and God have fallen out. But we've got another God, a false idol maybe, in Sammy Guevara as the TNT champion. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by that bitch, Tempest. <laughs> What's up, manservant? You're not my manservant, but you're my friend's manservant, so that's close enough. Yeah, well, yep, doing fantastic. Pete's amazing. He's the best champion ever. But sure is. Let's talk about this excellent episode of AEW Dynamite. Is there any other these days? I don't think so. You know, like <laughs> I don't want to spoil what grade I'm going to give this or anything. Mm. But I know two weeks ago when I reviewed the show with Luke, I said that it was like four out of five, just because it wasn't like the most memorable show but it was still excellent yes i sort of felt like the same way on this show until we got to the main event and then we saw it and i was like this is another excellent perfect episode i had no faults with this show i i think i've come to prefer the the episodes of dynamite that i'm not super hyped about because of course last week grand slam so much expectations and yeah they they did exceed my expectations, but still, it's it's very very lofty. Whereas these shows, I just come in and like, ah, it's a little show, and you get a title change, like Leo Rush is back again, all the lovely Brody Lee tributes because it's in Rochester, New York, the guy's hometown, just just so lovely. You're forgetting the biggest highlight of the show, Arn Anderson talking about blowing a guy's head off. <laughs> Arn Anderson. That, that, so did he say that he, he had killed a guy or that I he think, would kill a guy? I think he would kill a guy. It's like I if can't. Cody was getting carjacked, he would say, I'm sorry, here, take my car. And if Arn he was would... getting carjacked, if. Mm. We all know the Lex Luger story. And if Arn is just so cavalierly saying, yeah, I'd shoot a guy in the face if he, <laughs> if he looked at me wrong. I think we can assume Arn Anderson has killed some people. CM Punk on commentary had a good line after Arn said that. 
he was like, I don't think Arn needs a gun <laughs> to, yeah. kill, like, to kill that guy. <laughs> um, oh. Specifically a Glock. Yeah. I th- that made it so much better. Mm. You know? Yeah. Arn Uncomfortable just, Arn, detail. Yeah. Arn Anderson saying Glock on AEW Dynamite just boosted <laughs> the whole segment up. <laughs> Anyway, we're, we're here to talk about the main event first, which was the TNT Championship match between Sammy Guevara and Miro. Just with AEW, the you know there was so much right with this match. My only criticism is really, I guess, kind of the build because this didn't feel like leading up to it. It didn't feel like the story to end Miro's reign. But when the result happened after Sammy won in what I thought was an excellent match, afterwards I'm kind of like, well, I wanted Miro's reign to last longer. I wanted him to maybe lose it in a more spectacular fashion. But ultimately, this is really cool. I think Miro's just going to get better. We'll talk about how shortly. And Sammy, he's homegrown. He does like, like, this feels like the right time for him to get the mid-card belt. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, because when Miro was really getting hot as TNT champion, it was right around the time that Jungle Boy was challenging Kenny Omega, and I was like, Jungle Boy's got to beat Miro for the title. That's, like, perfect. And this was a moment where they did something other than what I had thought of, and I was like, still great. Still just, you know, excellent, you know? Again, I wasn't thrilled with the build either. Um, I liked what they did last week when they beat him up on, uh, on the stage, I thought that was very good, but the build was, was fine. I thought it was fine for a mid level mid card title feud. Like if they, if Miro had beaten Sammy and moved on to a next challenger, I wouldn't have had a problem with the build, but the build now looks subpar because it was building to the big moment. Right. That being said, I thought the match was excellent and kind of overshadows the build in my, my opinion. Yeah, you're right. I think that that's what makes it so easy to to accept is because the match was awesome. It it was all, all as most of Miro's matches are. Sorry, uh, Tempest has developed a cocaine habit. He was telling me, so you might see him <laughs> mute himself, go off camera shortly, and and wipe his nose a bit. Got the drips. Um, <laughs> but so what? Sammy targeted Miro's head throughout because that is like Miro's kryptonite weakness and Miro would just cut him off like there was this moment where Sammy hit a shooting star press he was gonna do but Miro and it was clumsy but Miro caught him and then hit I think it was a belly to belly suplex over the top awesome it almost looked like Sammy was gonna do like a shooting star flatliner like if if Miro just took the front bump that was still would have been an awesome move but ah I love I love Miro, and anybody who's seen me review AEW knows how much I love Miro. I think he's like a perfect wrestler. Mm. His matches don't need to look clean to be great because he's that big, the same way that Walter's matches don't need to look clean to be great. He's, he's big, he's mean, he looks like a monster. So if you have a little bit of clumsiness in this match, I don't think it detracts in the same way that if like a young bucks match or an Adam Cole match, that's supposed to be clean and crisp. If there was issues in those matches, it would affect the quality a lot more in this case. I don't think it does. Yeah, totally agree. Mero is one of those guys where character 
and purse like wrestler person just completely overlap as a performance i mean after this and i think i felt it already but as a rain this might be my favorite aew championship reign wow in the, in the company's history it's very impressive you know i, I replied to to denise salcedo on uh on twitter she said like what does everyone think about miro's reign i said i don't think it could have been better Mm. It was perfect. What more could you want out of a mid-card title reign? Yeah, completely rejuvenated him. It's what, what I think everyone responds so well to it about is we all knew he was this guy. And he what yeah. like he, he never reached this full full Rusev in WWE. And even when he came into AEW, it wasn't perfect. Like that first gimmick with Kip Sabian was a misfire. So it's like winning the title, those awesome matches combined with him going him going full Miro, full God's champion, full my amazing wife at home promos. So uh, the exciting thing here is I don't feel like Miro is just going to go for the TNT title again. I feel like he's that this should elevate him upwards, but I don't see where he goes. Any ideas? I have one idea, and this is purely speculation i have no idea that they could do this why not have him win the casino ladder match next week they didn't announce any of the participants you know and again i completely agree because i think the biggest problem with like a lot of the the intercontinental title reigns and the u.s title reigns even if you have a really great reign the old school title reigns with like bret hart and guys like that when they lost they would move up because mm. their reign was so good and now it's just like you lose the Intercontinental title, you move down the card, you're forgotten about. Whatever. If Miro loses this and immediately goes up to the main event level and challenges Kenny Omega on a big Dynamite show before Full Gear, or even have him wrestle at Full Gear, I'd love to see that match. I think that would just be such an excellent elevation, not only him, but also the TNT title, making it feel that much more important. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, like a stepping stone title. But not, not exactly. to devalue it. I just mean like, yeah, what the, yeah. the Intercontinental title should like you be. Should, you should look at the TNT <clears throat> champion and kind of see them as like, this could be the next challenger mm -hmm. for the world champion. At any time that they lose the title, they will move up because they're great. Because you need to be great to hold this title too. Yeah. Uh, in terms of Sammy though, uh, I this was only pointed out to me an hour ago. Have you seen who has put his moustache in the ring for the next challenger? I have. I'm very so, excited. So Bobby Fish released, um, uh, when was that? Start of August, right? So NXT so. 30 day non-compete clause. Presumably he's available. He has tweeted out, I'd like to congratulate the new TNT champion, Sammy Guevara, and be the first to challenge him for that title, ready to walk through the forbidden door, AEW. Well, it's been confirmed too. What? Yeah. Yeah, they what? confirmed it on, uh, they announced the match on uh, Roads to the Top. How did Bobby this Fish pass next me week? by? I don't know. It's on your website. <laughs> it's on WrestleTalk.com. Everyone yeah, should make them make that your homepage, people. Don't be a sucker like me. <laughs> I host a wrestling news channel, and I've been caught unawares. That's the best possible surprise. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Great. I love it. You know, 
Bobby Bobby Fish isn't a guy that I think is necessarily a main event talent, mm. but he's an excellent mid card talent. Yeah, you know the same way that right now I look at someone like Frankie Kazarian in AEW, where I don't think Frankie Kazarian's ever going to be AEW champion, but if he's wrestling excellent opening matches against Adam Cole or in this case Sammy Guevara in Bobby Fish's case, that's very exciting. I don't even yeah. know that he's going to sign. He he might just do a match and and pop in every once in a while, but that that is an excellent addition, a possible addition to this roster. I want to see more just one shot surprise, like occasional guest stars on AEW. Remember yeah. Jeff Cobb? I was just gonna say Jeff Cobb. That was so fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, let's see what all of you think on this title change. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get your Omega chats in. I'll answer everyone over $5 USD. Charles Berg, congrats to Sammy, but that win felt like it could have had much more weight to it. I found the build-up to be subpar. Miro was a great champion. It's just odd to see him lose the title like this. Still a fun match, though. Sorry for my evil servant suggestions, Ollie. Yeah, thank you for those. 
yeah, I think that's kind of what we're both saying. Yeah, I think the, the, the match elevates it enough that I don't mind. You know, if the match was subpar, then yeah, I would have totally agree, but it was just great. I loved it. And it's not like another company where people just fall away afterwards. Yeah. I have faith in AEW and optimism that they've got something planned for the fallout. KML. According to my insider sources, due to the backstage heat with Miro, God has decided not to sign a contract extension with AEW. This is evident by his sudden return to WWE during the main event of Extreme Rules. What a heel Tremendous. Turn. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was always to... a heel. He was always a heel. He left Shawn Michaels out to dry at Backlash. This is what I was going to ask. It's the converse, It's the topic all the mods want me to bring up for the chat. <laughs> God, baby face or heel. God's absolutely a heel. You see the pandemic we just went through? <laughs> bit of a tweener. Bit of a tweener, because he does a do a bit, good thing a now and then. He's, he's like big show levels of flicking between the two roles. Oh. 69 Intangibles, Sadie Deegan. Hey, boys, not going to lie. Not pumped for a Sammy title reign, but I'm so excited for Bobby Fish's fine ass to be his first <laughs> challenger. He's handsome. He's, yeah, cool. Uh, also, my favorite boy, Nick Jackson versus Brian Danielson. Inject that into my veins. Five out of five show. Love you guys. Kiss, kiss. Uh, yeah, that's happening on Rampage. That. I can't wait to see that match. Mm. Uh, Baker, I, you know, I think we're all hoping for Nakazawa, but of Nick course. Jackson's a fine substitute. Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. Another amazing electric wrestling show. Sammy winning was the perfect end. I can't wait to see his matches as champ, and his title will look great. I would have shed a tear, but did that for Brody when Negative One came out with the papers and Dark Order won. Of course, each TNT championship is customized to the champion. I'm quite interested to see how Sammy's belt is going to look. You know, mm. I, I really came to like Miro's belt. That was really the cool. Panda. Bring back the panda head. Do you huh. remember that when that was a thing? I sure do. He just likes pandas. <laughs> New Punk rants. When Amanda Huber and Negative One came out, I had to pause from crime. I screamed when Sammy won. AW has carried my 2021. My emotional investment is the highest since WCW 97. I wonder who was around then, New Punk rants. Maybe a Hoovy Guerrero. <laughs> Escapism at its finest. The, the Four Pillars thing is also ultra cool. I effing love AEW. We'll talk about those pillars. That is, I like yeah. that. It's a very nice detail. Yeah. Uh, Jenna, you haven't, have you? Modmother has just said <laughs> that <laughs> she's put a a poll live on whether God is a heel or a baby face. Oh, what have I done? It's like she's called my bluff. Yep. Like I was only doing this to annoy her. And now she's put it up as a thing that I wasn't prepared for. I can't wait for the people that haven't seen this yet to see that poll. It's like, what in the world? Mm. Oh, God damn it. What have, what have we done? Keith Lloyd, great match and win for the young Spanish god. That Spanish, that Spanish, the Spanish fly was chef's kiss quality. That was surprising when Miro did that with him. Yep. <laughs> Can't wait to see the Redeemers rampage in the coming weeks. Also, I want a Four Pillars faction in a couple of years, like the AEW version of the Four Horsemen. Interesting. 
I will mm. counter that idea that I would like these four pillars to be kind of treated like the All Japan four pillars in the 90s, where it's just like these are the four guys, you know, and they kind of have more or less equal importance, but they're all consistently portrayed as like the big stars. And they might team with each other a little bit, but not as like a faction. I think it's different with those characters, especially Darby and MJF. Yeah. They're not they're not faction people. No, I don't want to ever see Jungle Boy and MJF on a team. Yeah. I Tempest knows more than me, so I don't get the all Japan thing. I was thinking more uh SmackDown six, but there's four of them. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good that's you never heard of, of Mitsuharu Misawa? Kenji yeah, Kabashi. Oh, I know those guys. I didn't know they were Koshiaki Kawada four pillars. You mean the she pillars? Moving it's on. Japanese. Ohayou gozaimasu. Otashiwa Oribades. And finally now, Tem Ruzza. Guys, I love the show. It was well-paced and was not expecting Miro to lose. It was a great match and was such a huge response from the crowd. Great crowd and all fun matches. MJF, damn, you nasty. Uh, and hearing CM Punk all night was so amazing. He's good at that commentary stuff. Mm, always was. Well, he's the best in this ring, on this microphone, even on commentary. Nobody can touch me. Uh, I The crowd got on my nerves a bit, I'm, a, I'm ashamed to say. they. I mean, they did the watch, aren't <laughs> Yeah, that's Sky, bad. Sky's Don't do that. Sky's cadence left them open to do that. Uh, and it did mean that Ethan Page could then cut an awesome promo to shut them down. But yeah, I, th I thought um, a bit annoying. The, the only time they... And even still, it wasn't that bad because it's just people having different opinions. But when they were chanting, we want Lana, no we don't, I was like, can you just stop arguing and enjoy the match? Yeah. You know, it was like it all out when they were chanting, we want Tessa, no we don't. It's like, just stop. Just watch yeah. the match. I don't want that in my AEW. I thought we're, we're, we're better than that. We're better. Yeah. I want AEW fans to be united, exactly. not arguing. Uh, let's get on. So, uh, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get your Omega chats in there. We'll answer every single one of them over five US dollars before the end of the show. Let's do the play-by-play -play of this packed episode. Opens on the Brody Lee tribute card. Uh, of course, Rochester was his hometown. And he was just... Uh, people had Brody signs in the crowd. It was very nicely done. And then CM Punk comes out on com to open the show. He's on commentary. And as he, we already said, he was very good all night. And then we had an opening match of Adam Cole and Jungle Boy. Uh, I love how Khan structures the shows now he's really hit his stride with just big opener big ending what more yeah. do you need and great Man. promo segment in the middle i i don't look at adam cole as like an opening match guy because he's obviously a big main event talent but seeing this match and the frankie kazarian match from a couple weeks ago i was like man if this guy opened up every show every show would be just amazing right off the bat yeah so that they had a you know, Adam Cole and Jungle Boy was really, really fun. I thought it was, it was just, it was just solid 
for about 10 minutes. And then the final five, all those little bits they were setting up, all the tension they were building, boom. For, oh, literally boom. Didn't even mean to do that. Boom. For the, <laughs> for the final five minutes. Really exciting final sequence. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jungle Boy has gotten so incredibly great in such a short time. <laughs> you know, people talk about him as like the future of AEW. If they gave him the shot, I think he would succeed as like the top main event guy in the promotion right now. He's just a great, great, great wrestler. Maybe the promo isn't quite there, but he's just excellent. And he's still not at the point where he should be beating Adam Cole, in my opinion. But I saw a lot of people on Twitter just like, have him win. Give him that oh, big wow. step. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit, a little bit strange because Adam Cole is just getting started here. But people really into Jungle Boy. Yeah, well, he was protected, definitely. Yeah, it was. Uh, I like that it wasn't elite interference. I think I'm a bit over interference in matches. But hey, kick a guy in the dick all day long. <laughs> uh, Aubrey Edwards was sort of pushed into the corner. Adam Cole, leg behind him. And then he managed to hit the boom for the win. Not the last what, shot, as Pete what, shouted at me for saying. What do you think of the name The Boom? It's good heel heat, man. He's working us. He knows he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I I think it's great. I think it's like yeah. ridiculous to the point that like it's so stupid that I like it. <laughs> this finisher's just called the boom. Adam Cole could do anything, really. And yeah. he seems like such a nice guy who can tightrope very expertly the balance of like irony and sincerity that it could fall into either camp. Yeah. You know. This is going to sound like a crazy comparison, but you know how The Rock could get anything over? Mm. I think there's some level there where Adam Cole is just so good that he can get away with having a finisher called The Boom and stuff like yeah. that. It's not like, obviously, he's not The Rock, but once you pass a certain threshold, you can get, a you can get away with a lot more. Maybe you're onto something. Maybe he should rename himself, like WWE so wisely pitched to him, to The Boom. He's going to be called The Boom. The Boom. And it's going to be the, the next says, great wrestling boom. He is The Boom. He is The Boom. Okay, so The Boom then celebrated the elite come down. Yeah, we're all such heels. They did a bit of comedy. Kenny Omega talks about how they had the great match last week with Danielson. Danielson comes out, says, you've got no balls, give me a rematch. Kenny's like, no, you've got no record, which is fair. Yeah. Like, there's no reason he has to give him that I match. like that. Maybe, I like yeah. that part a lot, that they're sticking with that. They're not making exceptions. I like it. The baby faces run down and chase him off. So wh where do you think this goes from here? I am not sure because I still do think that it might be too early to do the Omega Brian uh, title match at full gear. And even still, I don't know how you would get there that fast because Brian would need to win a bunch of matches. And maybe it's just that he wrestles on every single show and wins like 10 matches in a row before full gear to get the title shot. But I mean, they're doing the big uh, eight man tag, 10 man tag next week at the anniversary show, which should be great. But I'm not sure where you go after this. Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe maybe he does just like get pinfall victories over every single member of the elite. 
in the next couple of weeks over the between now and full gear. I must say, you know, and I, I really enjoyed this. This is me being super nitpicky. Uh, so I'm, I'm a douchebag, I know. <laughs> Danielson coming out and he did the no balls Omega stuff. I just, it was, if there's two, I thought it was more sports entertainment than wrestling. And I was entertained, but, you know, I've I've kind of set my expectations up for Danielson to be, I'm super serious, I'm going to kick your effing head in. And I didn't get that here. It's strange because I had the same feeling. It didn't bother me necessarily, yeah. but I definitely noticed it where he came out and I still kind of felt like this was Daniel Bryan cutting a promo. Now, Daniel Bryan cuts great promos. Doesn't mean it was a bad promo, but it did feel a little bit WWE to it. Mm, yeah. Uh, after that, we got Andrade going up to the Lucha Bros backstage saying, where's Pac? And that they should defend the titles. Brought up the AAA tag titles as well. See, I think this is fairly smart because <laughs> you wouldn't be able to have Andrade wrestle the Lucha Brothers in a tag title match for the AEW tag titles. You got rankings and all that. But I think if you just have him get a partner and wrestle for the AAA tag titles, you can still get the match. You can mm. kind of get around the whole ranking deal because it's another set of titles. Do you think whatever plans they had for Andrade have kind of been scuppered a bit by a certain dark side of the ring episode? <sighs> maybe. I would hate. Like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I hope not. I hope he can just kind of continue on and have a good run because I haven't been in love with Andrade's run in AEW to this point. You know, he had the one really great match with Pac on Rampage, but even still, it had like a lame finish. And that's mm. still the highlight of his run so far. I want the great match without the lame finish. Yeah. Uh, the poll results are in, by the way. Oh, dear. God. With 74% of the vote. Oh, it's a landslide. Is a heel. Wow. Well, they're right. They voted After this the, week? The, the people have spoken. Yeah. Apologies for the 26% of people who, who think God is a good guy. We don't want to offend you. Uh, all the power to you. But that's what the poll says. <laughs> More power to the people. <laughs> Uh, uh, Matt Seidel and Dante Martin then tagged together to take on Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson. Fun match, lots of flips, but it was more about the post-match. Sure was. Because Arn Anderson said he's going to shoot a guy in the face. Yep. I like this match a lot. I think Dante Martin is like three TNT champions down the line. Mm. You know? I think he's just excellent. He is so cool. He'd be my favorite wrestler if I was like 12 right now. Um it was just a great little match. It was a great three-star match where it doesn't need mm. to go above and beyond and be the five-star main event match. But it's just like, it's a perfect middle-of-the-card tag match that everyone looks good in, and then you advance the story with Arn Anderson shooting a man in the face. Yes. So Cody, definitely still a baby face here. He gave his weight belt to a kid at ringside. <laughs> the kid was like looking at Cody as Cody gave him the belt, like, what? <laughs> and then he realized what had happened and like, yeah. So Cody's definitely a baby face. And then it's Lee Johnson who gets the win over Martin. And afterwards, Shivani's in the ring to interview the winners. And then Arn 
just Cody calls out Malachi Black and Arn's like, no, don't do that. He's been ruining our lives. Plus, you shouldn't have checked on me last week in the match. You should have just focused on beating Malachi. I've not got time for you because if a guy came up to your car and tried to steal your car, you'd get out and say, take my car. I've got no trouble. Like, don't want any trouble. Whereas me, as Arn Anderson, I would pick up my Glock and I would shoot that <laughs> mother effer in the face. And I'm sitting there like, what a weirdly specific <laughs> analogy. That's the sort of analogy you use when you've just done something like that. Does anybody know what Arn Anderson's been doing the last week? <laughs> he blocks the car, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved it. I love this promo. <laughs> it was ridiculous, but I loved it. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, it's it's completely bonkers. Yeah. But I love it. But that's Cody. That's Cody segments. Yeah. Really is. It really is. I am so interested to see where we go with all of this. Because Cody has been so adamant about not turning heel. You kind of gotta do it at this mm. point. Otherwise. He's he's Roman Reigns, yeah. like five years ago. So Anderson and Lee John like Lee Johnson left Cody as well. So a lot of people have left the Nightmare Family this year, of course, with the QT Marshall split and everything. The Gun Club. Who's even in it at this point? It's like him and Dustin. Come on, they they had about ninety eight members. I'm sure there's still seventy people in it. I don't know. Uh, Red Velvet. She in it? She in the? Yeah. I thought she was just kind of loosely associated with them. Is there a definitive nightmare family? They kind of announce it every time someone signs that they're also part of the nightmare family. Nightmare family roster? Is that what I should say? Oh God, maybe. No, no, we've got it. We've got it. We've got it. Okay. Okay. The entire factory left. Then the gun club left. That was like three people. Do you want to try and name them? I've got nothing besides like Cody, Brandy, and Dustin. Yep. Uh, Lee Johnson, Lee Johnson, and Arn are still listed on there, but I'm gonna not count those. Yep. Brock Anderson. Okay. Yeah. That. Uh, I mean, after this you segment, pres- you presume, presume he's out. Yeah. Fuego del Sol. Interesting. I feel like this hasn't been updated in a while. Uh, Baron Black. Killing King and Red Velvet. I had no idea that Kylan King was in that faction. They they all joined. No idea. Early August. Early August. I would have guessed like February. <laughs> wow. And then you've also got the part time members. Do you want to try and? Uh, Ros- Rosario Dawson. <laughs> Stephen Ahsoka Amell, Tommy, Tano. Tommy Dreamer is still listed as part-time in the... Uh, not anymore. Glacier and Diamond Dallas Page, of course. Right on. It's like yeah. three quarters of a good list. Well, let's see where that goes. After that, we just got a sort of house show fun match with Moxley, Kingston and Darby Allen beating Bear Country and I haven't written his name down. What's his name? You got his name? Uh, it's a guy. He's a dark guy. His name was like Anthony Green or something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Definitely Green in the last name. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just a, 
just a fun match. It's quick. It's good. Yeah. I like something about Moxley and Kingston's presentation when Green went for the uh, crossbody deal and they just stood there. Because they're not like huge guys. They're big, but they're not like giants in wrestling. But there's something just so genuine about them. Where that happens and they're just like, whoa, what is this guy? What, who, who even is this guy? <laughs> I really liked good. it. I also yeah, felt I'm- smart in this. When Darby Allen didn't come out with his own music, I was like, he is absolutely interrupting someone later. Otherwise, nice. you get his own entrance. That is that is good yep. show psychology uh, noticing. Uh, Sting hit a Scorpion death drop afterwards for the nostalgia pop. Yeah. We got a, a Ruby Riot and Britt Baker video. Sorry, Ruby Soho and Britt Baker video promo. Implying that they're continuing with that feud. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. You know, like this, I think it also could be just, hey, we are going to do this again at some point. I haven't forgotten about you, Britt Baker. Because if she's going to wrestle her at like full gear or something, she also has a lot of wins to rack up in order to climb the rankings. You know, you get the free one by winning the Battle Royal, but you don't get a rematch. Yeah, I I don't want to see it anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, I think well, we've had it, um, and yeah, just it just it more. It's like you know, like as we said earlier, with the optimism about Miro losing, but we know he's going to be treated well. I haven't got that op- that same optimism with AEW in their women's division. So yeah. when they present to me, oh, our next plan after the last good thing we did is to do that again. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, Sheeta's right there. Thunder Rosa's right there. Serena Deeb's amazing. You've got people, but it, yeah. So that's, that's, it is what it is at the moment, annoyingly. Um, then we got a the sort of Brody Lee tribute match of the Hardy family office versus the Dark Order and Orange Cassidy. So it's kind of furthering the Cassidy-Hardy feud over the hair. And Matt Hardy ran down Rochester at the start. He was like, I was meant to debut here last March. Thank God I didn't, because it's rubbish with rubbish people. Uh, which I was just quite, Yeah, I quite liked Matt Hardy being like the opponent for this match. It's a nice detail that he and Brody both debuted on the same show. Like, it doesn't really matter. But it's just neat. It's an extra little detail. Mm. Uh, But the main story of this match was that the Dark Order could not get along. And Alex Reynolds collides with Evil Uno. Uno, Grayson, and Cabana all start to walk out. But Negative One and Amanda Huber, of course, uh, Brody Lee's widow, came out, along with Ty Conte and Anna Jay. And Negative One has... like. It was already cool, but when he threw the papers at Evil Uno, I, oh, that was the old Brody Lee spot. That was uh, that was very, very nice. It was just very well done. I watched this whole thing and wrestling around with some uh, with a real death is tricky, but when you do it like this, I just felt like it was very classy and everything was just done well. It made me feel good after watching it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that that was what Uno needed to get back in the ring. And then from there, the Dark Order just worked like this <laughs> incredible well-oiled machine. Uh, like, you know, when um, Silver and 
Silver and Reynolds work together. Like they are bang, 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 so slick with their transitions and double teams. Evil Uno and Grayson were doing similar stuff and just running round, all did dives outside. And then uh, they picked up the win and everyone hugged afterwards. Beautiful. Man, the shot of Bro- little Brody, negative one, on, I think it was 10 shoulders, as they film it from the back onto a sign that says it's Wednesday, you know what that means with a picture of Brody. Mm. That, that part got me. That part yeah. got me. Leo Rush is here, and he wants to manage your money? That's what I got from this. Interesting. I've been really a video- into a lot of the characters it was a video that we've package. <laughs> Sorry, this was a video package. He didn't interrupt the lovely Brody Lee segment. This was just afterwards. Yeah. I've been really into the characters in AEW lately. You know, I, I think Miro as the Redeemer is awesome. Malachi Black's really cool. We haven't seen a lot of Andrade, but him saying, like, I am the kingpin of AEW is like, I like that. That sounds mm-hmm. cool. We got this one, and I was like, hmm, we'll see how this one goes. Yeah, I was like, NXT 2.0 is that way, Leo Rush, with this guy. Oh, Lord. Don't get me started. I'm Tony uh, Angelo. I got a problem I'm down ri- the docks. <laughs> For the record, I like Rush. I've always respected him as well. I think, you know, all that heat and stuff because he wanted to be treated well at work <laughs> is ridiculous. Um, but he... Like I, I really believed him and, and said to people when he was retiring that, hey, lay off the guy. Uh, and now he's come back so quickly after retiring. I did. I was a bit like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. I mean, I wanted them to stay retired. It's just, you know. Yeah. It's like, it's the same thing when Conor McGregor would say he's retired, like every two, two, or, two or three months. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, sure you are, pal. Yeah. Uh, speaking of saying the same thing over and over again, FTR are now refocused. Cool. That, I mean, that was the gist of the promo. I don't think there'll be a tag challenger for the tag titles soon. We got to get through Santana and Ortiz first. So maybe they just win a bunch of matches, which hmm. not opposed to seeing. Dan Lambert's here with the men of the year. Uh, you know, just awesome Dan Lambert stuff. Uh, <laughs> because Jericho was taken out with the knee. When he'll never wrestle again and no more fuzzy. Yay. Uh, almost sounded like he said fuzzy. Did he? <laughs> no, it sounded like it. That great band, fuzzy. <laughs> uh, this is when Scorpio Sky started to do his promo. And it just like, it was a decent promo, but Lambert and Ethan Page are just otherworldly. And the crowd gave him the what treatment. So Ethan Page just then cut this promo where he did not take a breath and declared he had the tightest tits in wrestling. Who's to argue with him? <laughs> I didn't notice it, but yeah, I, I, I guess they are pretty tight tits. Yeah, good. I, I don't think that there's going to be a ton of people lining up to have measurements done to prove him wrong or right. Mm. So good for you, Ethan Page. You wear that. Put that on his Wikipedia under accomplishments. What does uh, tight tits mean to you? Is that the tautness of the skin over the pectorals? Oh, the they're bunched Lord. together in the cleavage. The former. Mm-hmm. The skin is stretched tight. 
Sheeda and Serena Deeb cut a promo on each other. Sheeda's looking for her. Was it 50th win next week? Yep. 50th win. Uh, Bunny and Penelope Ford had a match against Anna Jay and Ty Conte. This was, you know, it was decent. It was another sort of Brody Lee tribute one, negative one, ran out immediately after the win and hugged both his older sisters, which was so lovely. It was quite lovely. I'm ready for these two teams to find other things to do, but I really like this match. You know, it just, it, this feud doesn't really feel like it has a lot to it. They're just kind of wrestling and every so often the heels will do a heel finish or hit them with brass knucks or whatever, but I don't feel like we have that real reason for why they're fighting. They just keep fighting. So now that we've gotten the clean win, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, and then we got maybe this was the it's hard to say like my favorite segment of the show because I love the opener. I love the main event, but this MJF promo was brutal in a way. Like it even topped the Brian Pillman jr. Promo for me where he, yeah. you know, he's said he's dad's in hell and his mum had was addicted to drugs. Yeah. Something about how like Darby Allen's family is also dead and they're not a wrestler. Like something about Brian Pillman being a wrestler almost makes mm. it feel a little bit more f- like fair game, you know, yeah. especially considering that Brian Pillman was such a loose cannon and would do anything to get over in the business. I feel like that makes that a little bit more. Okay. I wouldn't say that to someone cause it's still <laughs> terrible, but in the, in the realm of, MJF promos. That was more okay than saying that you should have died in the car crash that killed your uncle. That is not a kind thing to say to someone. It's pretty mean. And, and every interaction I've had with MJF, he has been so nice and so complimentary of my my hair. I just don't know why this. Everybody else sees this other side to him that they. I I know he's a real real sweetheart underneath. Underneath a lot of baggage. Mm. Holy so smokes. What, what happened here is MJF comes out for a promo and he he's this is where he lays out the four pillars of AEW, and that's him, Sammy, who he's beat, Jungle Boy, who he's beat, and Darby Allen. And he's saying like those are the four pillars that will yeah, take the company into the future because they're the young hot talent. Uh, and he wants a shot at the AEW title because he's beat like two of them. And if he doesn't, he's got Bruce Pritchard on speed dial. Teasing a jump to WWE. What heat. What a perfect yeah. heel. <laughs> Did CM Punk said, everyone's got Bruce on speed dial. That's nothing to brag about. <laughs> um, awesome. And Darby comes out because, of course, he hasn't beaten Darby. Like, what, what a great basis for a feud as well, how this was yep. all laid out. So much good work was done here. And MJF said, called him a number two, but, you know, Darby's familiar with being number two, like your friend Sting. Oh, that was that was a pretty mean line. It's it's mean because it's kind of true. Yeah. yeah. Like when the heel is that is kind of right, it just mm. bites a little bit more. And that it called him a school shooting mime on a skateboard. These are these are big, big <laughs> insults. Nobody else can get away with this. Like if if uh because I was thinking, like, if Max Caster said this in a rap, every, everyone's on him, cancelled again. MJF can say this week after week, and we're just like, oh, do it again. Do another <laughs> one. 
Oh, I love it. I love it. This yeah. is like real heel heat. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I just yeah. don't know. I, I can't figure out how, how he can get away with it. Um, but he does. And I, I, I love it. I think it's the same way that we have faith in AEW based on what they've already done. He's got such a track record of great heel work that he can kind of get away with this sort of thing now. You know, it's mm. based on what he's already done. <clears throat> if you have someone new do this, you can't say that. Get mm. kicked off the show. Anyway, he said he respects Darby because he's straight edge. Oh, the reason he's straight edge is because when he was a kid, he got into the car with his drunken, sloppy uncle, and his uncle crashed the car, and uh, he died. And MJF said, "The if you ask me, the wrong man died last night. Uh, the wrong man died that night." Wow. Alan had the perfect response. He just stood there and said, you can't break me mentally. And what else have you got to say? Say something else. And MJF, like, you know, and Punk did a really good job on commentary explaining this. He was like, MJF is a bully. And he's trying to bully Darby. And Dar like, the, the worst thing you can do to a bully, or the best thing, is stand up to them. Sticks and stones. And MJF got really annoyed when Darby didn't rise to it. Which is a nice inversion of wrestling promos, you, you know, because I wanted Darby to just scream in his face back. But actually, the silence was far more powerful. I totally agree. Yeah, I think you just nailed it. You know, everything that Punk said about just you stand up to the bully and you take away their power was great. You know, I thought the, the promo segment did kind of just end a little bit. You know, it didn't have like they didn't punch the go home line that you would have had if Darby had fired back at him. But overall, I think the storytelling here is just fantastic. Yeah. And I guess maybe because MJF has a Wardlow, Darby and Sting versus MJF and Wardlow in this feud? Not, not like the end it. point. I think the singles match is the end point, but get there via Yeah, that tag sounds team fun. Mm. Sounds fun. I'm here for it. Um, and yeah, that's the show overall. What did you? What would you give the show? I gave it four out of five because I thought it was a terrific show, but a five out of five AEW show is very high. See, that's the problem. I feel like the five out of five AEW show is kind of like now reserved for a Grand Slam or an mm. all-out level event. I almost think that's a little unfair because this this was such a fabulous episode of Dynamite. I had, I don't think I had one nitpick, one flaw. And on that basis alone, I have to give it a five out of five. Five out of five. I don't think, sorry, the things keep slipping through the cracks. I do not have uh, a score. But we could do it out of four, couldn't we, Jenna? If everybody, if we get a, <laughs> like, like she's here, <laughs> Mod Mother, could we get a poll up for uh, a rating? A lot of people are saying in the chat, 4.7 out of 5 for me, said CM Chris. Like that point. Let's get on with the rest of your Omega chats for now. Uh, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get them all in there. We'll read out every single one of them over $5 before the end of the show. Anthony Velasquez, really good show from top to bottom. But did Arn just say Cody has no balls in the nicest way he can? The nicest, nicest way. way. 
He said he'd murder someone. Yeah, that's not very nice. Trent Hill. It wasn't until last night that I realised that John Wick was actually a documentary piece <laughs> on the life of Arn Anderson. <laughs> he basically called Cody a something in front of millions of people. I don't it's know what that five letters five could be. Stars. Bitch could be a female anatomical term that starts with a P. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grim shot. Uh, Vince, we need to be darker and more edgy to be AEW. Tell them to use words <laughs> like bitch and kill. That'll get them on. Hold my beer. Hold oh, hold my AK-47. Hold my Glock. <laughs> <laughs> James Hanley. As an American who would give his car to a carjacker, I found Arn's promo to be both hilarious and insane. As a Brit and Canadian, you probably think that Americans are given a pistol after their birth certificates are signed, but it's only mostly true. Depends on some states. Does it come with some cars? It pr- yeah, probably. I remember uh, watching uh, whatever the... Uh, oh, God, I can't remember what his name. It was like Bowling for Columbine or something. Uh, the documentary after, about school shootings mm. and stuff. Where you could like go and open a <laughs> bank account in a certain state and be given a gun as like, oh, here's your incentive to open a bank account. There you go. Crazy. Uh, Alpaca Nation 87. When Arn cut that promo, all I could think was Will Farrell and Anchorman. Arn killed a guy? Man, <laughs> things really got out of hand fast. Uh, Paul Egan. Another awesome and fun show with next week looking stacked. So basically, Arn called Cody a thing. Yes. Uh, I can't wait to see the debut of Brock's twin brother, Glock Anderson. <laughs> also, Punk's Lloyds of London and What a Maneuver references were hilarious. The What a Maneuver was on Jungle Boy's Hurricane Rana on Adam Cole to the outside. I missed the Lloyds of London one. Well, he only talked about it in every segment. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, he talked about it at the start of the show. He's like, oh, I took out a Lloyd's of London insurance policy if anything happens to me tonight. He said it like oh, four good. more times. Oh, Every time Sorry. they started chanting for him, he would say Oh. Just in case that Lloyd's of London was the insurer, the UK-based insurer that insured lots of wrestlers back in the day, Bret Hart included. Um, yeah, they don't do them anymore because it cost them a lot of money. Yep. <laughs> Uh, this profile isn't real, though. There have been better matches and better cards, but never a more complete episode. Pacing, promos, commentating, matches, Brody chants, loved every second. P.S. Ethan Page does not need a mouthpiece. So a lot of people talking about how Dan Lambert is kind of not needed here mm. with these two guys. I kind of agree, you know? Ethan Page can cut a promo with the best of them. It's like... Are they the are they greater than the sum of the parts? Or they're not less than, but I think they're like no, they're just the sum of the parts. Which yeah. is not what you should be looking for in a in a faction. It you want to augment. But hey, a lot of people said that about Paul Heyman and CM Punk. And that's that was a great pairing. Uh Ursi 18 or Urkray 18. Double dose of misogynistic segments tonight. We've got Lambert's. There are no real men in the audience. And Brian's having courage equals having testicles really turned me off an otherwise good show. And I guess Arn just confirmed takers, real men carry guns. <clears throat> Didn't think of that. Yeah, I get, but there's, I don't, I wouldn't say those are misogynistic. I would just say those are, you know, tap, those are sort of cultural touch points, testicles, balls. It was, it was in a segment with, 
all guys. I, I wouldn't. And and the the arm one, yeah, I, I do disagree with the sentiment of the arm. <laughs> but if you detach it as just a character saying a thing, I don't see any problem in it personally. Yeah, it's uh, just, if it's just me, I, I didn't have a problem with any of these three things, really. Lakshma, Narashima, Naras... Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Lakshmi, Nara, Simhan B. I enjoyed the show as usual, but as the weeks go, I really don't know how to feel about MJF's heat-drawing promos. I didn't like it when Paul Bearer's death was used in Taker vs. Punk, so this also makes me a bit queasy. At least he didn't say much about Brody, especially with Negative One and Mrs. Huber there. And with the Owen, Car- Owen Hart Cup in the horizon, he should keep the word heart far from promos. Mrs. Hart trusting AEW is already a big deal. No need to wreck it for cheap heat. Interesting. So that's two comments there, interesting enough, about AEW potentially crossing the line, which is, you know, for, for a company that's so sensitive and accommodating to, you know, being inclusive and everything and not not triggering people. Yeah, I just I, I again I I don't see that because I lo- I get a kick out of what MJF saying, as as we just covered. Uh, and I just because of the nature of the company, I assume, and I think I'm right in saying, that everyone has signed off on that backstage. Like, MJF is not saying that unless Darby has said, use it, please. I'm totally fine with it. Same with Brian Pillman Jr. and the Pillman family. Yeah, I think so. I don't, again, this company, by all accounts, seems to be fairly tight-knit <clears throat> and inclusive in making sure everyone's okay with things you know the the brody lee thing has really shined a light on how everyone is treated backstage at least in my opinion so i i completely echo your sentiments i don't think this would get through if anyone involved had a problem with it Austin Falco, the in-ring action last night felt top-notch even by AEW's normally high standards. Hoping that carries over to the casino ladder match next week because the last one felt a little disjointed, but love the concept. Hangman return as the final entrant. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. Well, I guess the other thing we didn't talk about, I, I, I like Paige as the, the final person, but a lot of reports said The Fiend or, or Bray Wyatt and some uh, sort of version would turn up on this week's show and i always liked those reports i always thought but his 90 day non-compete wouldn't expire until the 28th or whatever it is of october so i never understood those reports but they were everywhere yeah i don't know i don't have any more like uh insight into that either i have no real i haven't heard anything about the bray wyatt stuff besides that and i Mm. just kind of dismissed it for the reasons you just gave you know otherwise i haven't heard anything about plans or Whatever. Maybe he maybe he's in the ladder match. Bray Wyatt doesn't really scream ladder match to me though. No. Uh Alpaca Nation eighty seven being there live and going from cult of personality right into all about the boom for the boom, the wrestler, the boom. Pure sensory overload. Dante Martin on TV does no justice for the air he gets in person. Also Nick Jackson versus Danielson, Chef kisses, Brody kisses all night long. So of course, Alpaca Nation was there. They would have al- already seen Rampage, which means they've seen Jackson versus Danielson. Well, I don't think it's a spoiler that it was great. I will say that. <laughs> Two very quick points about this. I did not. I forgot to mention it during the beginning of the show. 
having this show start with cult of personality it's all about the boom and then uh tarzan boy i was like this show has such good music and i love it yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, I'm going to pick up the pace a little bit on these because we've got, as usual, quite a few. Uh, new Punk Rants. For me, with AEW, it's the little things. I'm invested in every show, most characters to some degree, and just appreciate things like Sting being there, all that nostalgia. Like, I feel like we are taking it for granted as a whole fandom. Hashtag stay juicy. Uh, Lakshma Narasimhan B. Another chance for me to butcher your name. There are a few bones to pick. One, no promo after commercial while a wrestler is waiting in the ring. How dare they miss that? Two, no recaps of the opening segment throughout up to the main event. Madness. And number three, no championship contenders match. The nerve. Preposterous. Inconceivable. They're only, it, they're only two years old. They're still learning. Bacon Rasher, hi again, lads. The mic was pure fire last night. MJF, OMG. Ethan Page, OMG. Arn Anderson, OM friggin' G. Uh, Wardlow will break Sting. Fear the buckle bomb. Oh, God. Page needs a push now, and Arm will push Cody to crack. Then Brandy gets the heel turn she wants. LIW for life. Yeah. Voxelo. This was one of the first episodes of Dynamite I got to watch with my lady friend who isn't into the wrestling at all. And oh my God, did she get into Dante? He's really got the star-making potential to catch the eye of new viewers. Great match and great show. He's very much like Rey Mysterio. Hmm. That's, my, that's my analysis of Dante Martin. Tem Ruzza. Back guys, just wanted to add how good the Booms theme is. <laughs> the Boom! <laughs> Number one, baby. Loved having Cole, loved having the boom, Brian, Omega, and Punk out at the same time. Chills. God, what a freaking roster. Really keen for the run of shows till the end of the year for AEW. Please check out the G1. Give me Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian. Yes. Absolutely. A thousand times yes. We'll get it at some point. We have to. Yeah. Kevin May, been having a think. What if Hangman comes back and wins the casino ladder match? Ends up beating Kenny for the belt. Then Kenny and Danielson can have a long program. Personally, I don't think Kenny or Brian need a belt involved. Thoughts? I don't hate it. I do think that they can have a feud about who is better. Because it does. It kind of muddles up the Hangman page story, like the timeline of it. I'm sure they can figure out a way to do both. But that is a solution that I do not have a problem with. I also think Kenny beating Danielson conclusively first makes that Hangman Page beating Omega feel even greater. Like that's only going to put Page over more. Dana Holland. I loved uh, Brian Danielson's No Balls promo. He was playing mind games with Kenny. He was attacking Kenny's ego and pride. It's very good. They've been saying he's insecure the whole time. Details. Some some stupid punk. Uh, I'd just like to say how excited I got when Darby said he was AEW until death. Then I got worried because that may not be as hard as we'd like. <laughs> then later I realized MJF is going to murder Papa Sting to break Darby. Hashtag Wardlow breaking Sting's back like Bane. Oh, God. I have that comic book cover on my floor over there. Have you? There's a lot of possibilities there. I'm excited. Dustin G. Can't watch the whole show live because I'm driving home from Rochester in a bit. Crowd was unglued this whole show. Most fun I've had in a while. Uh, oh, yeah. James Hanley. Conti and Jay had matching ring gear and their own entrance music. Bunny and Ford came out with matching ring gear. If AEW is hinting at a women's tag division, then I'm 100% behind it. 
give the women more TV time and maybe bring in some outside inspiration. Perhaps. I think get I think get the singles stuff right yeah. first for me. Will Campbell. Hey guys, last night's episode was awesome. Sammy's Spanish fly counter was absolutely insane, and I cheered after he pinned Miro. Also, I will admit, I did tear up when Negative One and Amanda Huber threw the papers at the Leaving Dark Order members. Jam that jam. The Mikey Chaos. I'm going to wear my tinfoil hat for a moment. I think there was something more to Kenny saying this wasn't part of the deal when Brian didn't come out alone. Sounds to me like they were planting seeds of backstage dealings going on between Daniel, well, Brian Danielson and the Elite. I miss that, I'll be honest. But these kind of small details, if if that's what happened, which I don't, I don't believe that you'd lie to me, Will, or Mikey, maybe, I don't know. Devil's in the details here. I don't think Danielson would side with the Elite, but then would he? Maybe. What, then, then why would he debut and beat them up? I think that's yeah. too Tim for you. It doesn't make sense. Alpaca 87. I never knew how much my mind was ready for Alan versus MJF story until this promo. Not sure if it was shown on TV, but as MJF was exiting, Punk was flipping him off and MJF started mouthing off to him. I did see that. I did see that. That It's fun. I want to see that one. <laughs> Nate S. I liked the hesitant crowd response when Darby told MJF, just nobody wants you here. Give <laughs> We do. <laughs> like, yeah, we hate the guy, but actually don't leave. Uh, love the show. Teared up again with the Brody stuff. Wish Evil Uno would have sold the papers like he used to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can do that on being the elite in a wrestling match. Uh, yeah. Braden Senpai, don't forget the insane no DQ, no DQ triple threat of Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, and Jade Cargill announced tonight for Friday's Rampage. It better main event as well. That is a big step in the women's division if they do something there. Yeah. I, I think it will be an event. Brian and uh, and Nick Jackson feels like the opening match based on mm. Rampage's track record. RC18. Men not understanding misogyny. What a shocker. It's part of our cultural. Cultural touchstone is not an excuse. I disagree that. I, I mean, you know, everyone's got what... Misogyny to me is, is directly against... Uh, I mean, I, this is a terrible thing to wage into without really well thinking out uh, your thoughts. I didn't find it offensive. I don't think saying you're not real men is anything but wrestling banter. Mm. I don't think that should be taken so seriously. Uh, Lakshim, Lakshmi Narish Simhan B. Third time's a charm. I know that MJF is a great heel. I'm just worried about where the line is drawn. Maybe that's just me being paranoid because I've seen WWE for so long. I know that these things would mean nothing here as seen with the pool bearer and Reed Flair stuff. I think that's a that's a good point because we, we've seen another company treat stuff like this so insensitively in the past that you know we've got our guard up when we see it elsewhere. But yeah. to me, AEW have, have treated it very well so far. I also think MJF as a performer is very smart. And I think he probably has an idea of where the line is. Yeah. You've got to push, you've got to cross the line to find it as well sometimes. Yeah. Home Alone. Uh, I was there last night and it was amazing. I really hope all of our Brody chants came through because it was nonstop 
and electric. There's that word again. I love yep. this company, and it was such a great night. Danielson is so amazing, and I snuck into an empty seat for his match. Oh, cool. Uh, New Punk rants. I get people being triggered by certain things, but unfortunately, Edge sells. He, did, he didn't really remove many ratings from what I saw. <laughs> sure. It's all about your <laughs> suspension of disbelief. They do a lot of community work. Also, I'm intrigued by Cole following Punk two weeks in a row. Punk versus Cole at full gear, please. Yes, please. Uh, Sil Silvan Uchiha. 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 I need Eddie Kingston with a DMX theme song. DMX is from New York and a legend and would fit perfect with Eddie's gimmick. Didn't DMX die? Am I wrong about that? I'm pretty sure that was news. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could get an existing song at that point, but you're not getting a new one, I don't think. Uh, Kenzine says Justin Roberts, new cool. Adam, the boom coal, baby. No, just the boom. He's just the boom. Uh, oh, and we've got poll results. Four out of four, 79%. Three out of four, 17%. 1% for two on one out of four each. People Pretty like this show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lax oh God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to get this. Laximi Nara Simhan B. Hey, at least Arn and Goldberg just said the word. To be fair, had someone tried to jack Haku's car, though, no <laughs> arms required. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, yes, DMX has passed away. Uh, Mr. Gajilli. Hey, chaps, when's the prediction for the draft happening? Winner faces Pete for the championship. Most correct drafts win on most accurate rosters. We're not doing it that way. It's tomorrow. I'm going to be hosting as Pete's you know, sort of I'm the silver surfer now of Chopper Pete. And Adam Blompier will be taking on Denise Salcedo in a fantasy draft. So they're both going to try and pick the best rosters. They can't choose what the other person's chosen. And the viewers tomorrow will vote on who's the winner. The winner will face Pete at Crown Jewel. Who doesn't love a draft? A fantasy draft. Noah Fortner. Hey, lads, I'm getting my first dog today and he still doesn't have a name. Which one is the best or do you have any suggestions? The Macho Mutt, Randy Savage, Hang Mutt, Adam Page, or Rowdy Roddy Pooper? <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Pupper. Uh, how about Bark Henry? Bark Henry's good. I like the Macho Mutt out of those. Randy. It'd just be Randy, though. You'd shorten yeah. it down pretty fast. Uh, Vash TS1984. You have to see Nyla's Twitter. She's been running with the arm promo, and it's hilarious. Nyla's Twitter's very fun. Sometimes. She's good. Uh, Bacon Rasher. Final one from me, lads. I cannot believe Tempest has managed to get his hands on the new pure white. Never been done before, Brian Danielson T. How did you get one? Also, I think Ethan Page would get cheered without Lambert there. L-I-W for life. Yes, you're wearing uh, Brian Danielson's new teeth. Oh, no. Wearing my t-shirt, damn it! We're still selling these. Go to WrestleShop.com get an LIW shirt. Hell yeah. Buy the shirt. Um, Sylvan Uchiha. Did I say it right that time? Uchiha. Uchiha. Yes, DMX thing. did die. Yes, DMX did die, and I thought of an existing song. It would be a cool tribute. 
Well, Tony Khan can spend those bucks. And yep. thank you to our new member, Christopher Hamilton Sr. Thanks for joining. But um, we have uh, one more Omega chat from one Luke Owen, D-A-D, from paternity leave at home, watching along, I guess. I enjoyed this week's Dynamite a lot and cried a bunch for the Dark Order, but not as much as little Isabel cried during the main event finish of Extreme Rules. That's not a joke. That's obviously Luke's daughter, newborn. That's not a joke, by the way. She was so quiet during the match, then burst into tears the second the red light came on. Miss you guys, miss all the Swaff Nation, but I'm head over heels for this little one, so I don't miss you that much. Kiss. Also, LOL on Anderson's promo. Aww. Miss you, Luke. We sure do. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Oh, Thank you very much. Cool. Incorrect. I realized we'd done something out of order. We have podcast shout-outs. Oh, the pledgehammers no must be shouted out. There's no podcast shout-outs today. So not? Why not? What day is we've it? We've done them all. It's like the last oh. day of the month. <laughs> all right. Never mind. Disregard me. <laughs> I'm getting kicked off this podcast. <laughs> this isn't my first podcast, Tempest. Yeah, well, you can't, well, I don't know you how can't to play the first... Uh, we didn't play the Jam That Jam intro either, because you don't know which one that is. No, I'm pressing the wrong buttons. <laughs> and thank you very much for joining us all here today and for all your very generous Omega chats. Remember to subscribe to the WrestleTalk podcast channel here. Enable notifications to always on, because we will have the Fantasy Draft. Dun, 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 dun. Tomorrow with Adam Blompier versus Denise Salcedo. Subscribe. Jam that jam. Go on. So, <laughs> Star Trek. Watching, watching any Star Trek lately? Not lately. No. I feel like we had this conversation last week. I know, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, well, exactly. You've had a whole week to, to watch some Star Trek. Where did this come from? We were sponsored by uh, Star Trek, a Star Trek video game for, mm. for apps. Fleet Commander. Please go out and uh, get it and download it. And that was the last thing I recorded before I got really ill. <laughs> and I had to like stay in bed for four days. And I was like, hey, I'll go and finish Star Trek Discovery. Never finished okay. it. Went and watched it. Realized, oh my God, this is terrible. This oh, is no. the worst show. I hate it. Let me see if I was correct in my memory about how much I enjoyed Next Gen. Went back, loved it. Haven't stopped watching it. Started to listen to some Star Trek books as well about the history and the backstage stuff. And then went back and uh, started watching the original series movies where William Shatner's an amazing actor. But on. Mm, the, uh, the Star Trek behind-the-scenes chat, which is what this oral history <laughs> audiobook I'm listening to, it's like, I think, I think when there's any sort of geeky fan base that's super into something, there comes a point when you can't get any more from the content itself. So you have to start looking at the credits and going, huh, that writer and that writer. And then you, you follow them around on podcasts or conventions and you go, 
So was there any backstage fights? <laughs> it's just like what wrestling. was the heat like? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I found out that Seven of Nine and Captain Jane hated each other on Voyager. Wow. Well, I'm glad that see, I knew about the beginning of this, like the 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 sponsorship and everything. Mm. I did not know that you'd spend your entire time ill just watching Star Trek. I Oh yeah. It, it makes it makes this makes a lot more sense to me, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Star Trek's, and the Star thing Trek's is, great. Luke isn't around, so I can't just talk to him about it. He knows the author of that audiobook, I think. Um so yeah, I'm just trying to I'm just starting every podcast now with what's what's trekking? What's trekking, <laughs> man? Well, question for you then, on that in that case. Have you ever read the book Red Shirts? No. Ooh. I think you'd probably like it then. It's a book about the Star Trek folk who wear red shirts you know mm-hmm. like the old the old jokes like if you bring someone along with a red shirt on they're the one who's gonna die on the mission right the book is like a satire of star trek where those people become self-aware that like hey <laughs> wait a minute i just got it for uh, my dad for uh, i believe father's day this year and uh, yeah i've had it like recommended by like a few people you know it's like if you like star trek and stuff like that it's just a little fun book well, I am off on holiday as of Saturday. Maybe chilling by the pool in Majorca. I can uh, I can flick through it. I actually so my Majorca holiday has come about very last minute. Uh, it's sort of just like, hey, we can get away. And just coincidentally, so I'm going away with my girlfriend's family there. Coincidentally, my long lost uncle lives there. And my parents, who have only met him once, you know, we only found this out a couple of months ago, are going to visit him in Majorca. It's Majorca. At the, <laughs> at the same time. So they left yesterday. And we're all going to go for lunch in another oh. country on Monday. Well, that's exciting. Have you been able to see them a lot during the pandemic? No. Well, we didn't know they existed. Uh, oh, well, and then we I meant we all your like parents. Oh, my, my parents. A few times, not as much as usual. Um, I did, to be honest, it's given me an excuse to avoid them. They're a bit clingy. Yeah, I feel you. My my mum likes everything I do on Facebook and Instagram. Oh dear, and she don't post on Facebook. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't use social media that much at all. But she, so she, what she does to get her fix is she goes to the Wrestle Talk fan pages, and uh, and and sometimes defends me. If someone Aww. says something critical, <laughs> I love that. I it is love very that. Nice. Yeah, I was. There's talking, a. I, was... I I don't I don't know if you're familiar at all, but there's a like a YouTube production company called Rooster Teeth. Um, mm. they're they're actually working with AEW. Funny enough, they have a podcast with Scorpio Sky, and they did Darby Allen's uh, Titantron video. Yes, um, yes. So that company, there are like a couple of parents of the presenters in that company who are like. Hi, I'm I'm Miles' mom. <laughs> love I love my son. I love all of his content. I just love that kind of stuff. I just think it's so wholesome. Yeah, maybe one day we'll do like a wrestle parents and just get all of the parents to do like a sort of wrestle talk after dark kind of thing. Get them get them to have a couple of glasses of I don't know what do boomers drink, uh Chardonnay, and they they'll watch some very violent wrestling that we'll curate <laughs> for them. And they can talk about how disgusting this is, how, you know, because like Luke's parents would ban him from watching wrestling as a kid. 
I was about to say, like, do we know if anyone's parents of the cast would watch wrestling and be like, hell yeah, wrestling. Mm. Well, what about your folks? Because it's not it, in the UK. Obviously, it was on World of Sport, but that kind of phased out very heavily in the 80s. So the parents sort of used to watch it not really that intensively as a joke for kids Saturday <laughs> afternoons. What about Canadian parents? Uh, it More depends the on, now. yeah, like it depends on the era that they're from, I guess. You know, like my my dad is fairly older, you know, uh, so he remembers like Maple Leaf wrestling at Maple Leaf Gardens, you know, where you'd have the Sheik come in, like wow. old school, like, you know, 70s and earlier. Um, but basically everything after that was not really that important here. I would say Um, obviously they all knew like Hulk Hogan and Andre the giant and stuff like that. But uh, the only exposure that my dad has had to wrestling since then was taking me to see pay-per-views as a kid. (laughs) We would go up to the the cinema here because they would air the pay-per-views there. We would do that like every month for a while and just watch all the pay-per-views together on the movie theater screen. That's quite a unique way to sort of have a wrestling upbringing almost because it just, uh, yeah, pay-per-views in cinemas are a thing, but I think they're like such a tiny fraction yeah. of the viewership share. It's like, oh, I only watch movies on aeroplanes. It's, very, <laughs> it's yeah. a really tiny niche. Yeah. It was, a, it was a fun experience, though. You kind of still got that like crowd atmosphere mm. a little bit. Because people would see some of them, you know, the pop, the popular pay-per-views. Yeah. You know, it it would, the Royal Rumbles would sell out. Uh, The first WrestleMania I ever saw WrestleMania 24 was at the movie theater and it was sold out. There was a line all the way down the hall for people getting into WrestleMania and stuff like that. So yeah, it was, it was fun. It was definitely unique, but it was a good time. Well, that's all we've got time for today. We've got an AEW show to record, Uh, but We'll see you next week. Jam that jam, folks. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.